beautiful evening, isn't it? We are so excited that you are joining us for the Touch Me Bible Study. And we are located at 4567 East Main Street in Belleville, Pennsylvania. And the first hour I will be teaching on Wednesday evenings on my Facebook. Then from 8 to 9, we will have group discussion here in the church. So if you'd like to join us for group discussion, I'd encourage you to be here at the church for the whole hours. So if you would like to join um, and you're not able to attend the church and you have a comment or a question, please message them to me. Uh, this evening will be more of an introduction and once a week I will place a post on my Touch Me Study page. I'd like to encourage you to like the page and the post and share it with your Facebook friends and family. So, let's begin with prayer. Father, we welcome you. We welcome you, Jesus, and we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for this time of being able to gather together. We thank you, Lord, that you know our hearts. You know everything that is needed here. You know the things that you want to root out. So, Lord, I pray, Father, that you would help us this evening, that you would open up our eyes to see you, that you would open up our ears to hear your voice. Thank you, Father, that nothing is too difficult for you and nothing is impossible for you. We break off the spirit of discouragement in the name of Jesus, and we call forth a spirit of encouragement upon each one of you. We just thank you, Father, that you are always here, that you are always by our side. And even though these hard times, Lord, you never, never, ever give up on us. And sometimes we give up on ourselves, but Lord, you're always there for us. So Holy Spirit, we give you complete control to lead, guide, and direct us here tonight. Thank you, Father, that when I open up my mouth, you're going to fill it. And we look forward with great expectation for you to show yourself strong. In Jesus' name, amen. So, for those of you who don't know me, I thought I would give you some background on myself first. I was born in Altoona, Pennsylvania, and at the age of six, I ran to the altar out of a fear of going to hell. And I accepted the Lord into my heart, but I did not come out of love. I didn't know God's love. I knew about him for so many years. Well, my parents later moved to Lancaster County, and that is where I grew up, and I graduated from Hempfield High School. So anybody out there from Lancaster County, I graduated at Hempfield High School. So my desire was to be a missionary and attend a Bible school, but unforeseen circumstances took place and didn't allow that to happen. And afterwards, I met a young man after graduation and married him at the age of 18. Wow, when I think about 18 right now, it seems like, wow. But you know, I thought I was really capable at the age of 18, and um, so I just got married at the age of 18, and throughout those years, I taught Sunday school, and I held Bible studies in my home, I taught Good News Club for children, and I counseled at church camps. However, in those years, I only knew God as a Bible God. I didn't know him. 
And then I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in an aglow meeting that my friend had taken me to. And as an adult, I would still cower in fear while praying and telling God that I was a bad girl. You see, I always thought I was a bad girl. And one day I was praying and I heard the Holy Spirit say, what kind of a God do you think that I am? And the following year, a bombshell dropped on me that would change the rest of my life. My son was diagnosed with severe scoliosis. My husband of 15 years left on our daughter's 12th birthday. Our dog was put to sleep, and my uncle died, whom I love very much. This began my journey to a more intimate relationship with the Lord. And one night during the separation, the Lord spoke to me in an audible voice. And he said, I'm going to use you to heal my people. You must be able to hear my voice. Well, I had no idea how God could ever use me. Ever feel that way? How can God ever use me? Because I'm going through such a hard time, and I don't have any idea how I could ever be used because I'm so distraught in my emotions, and there's no way I can help myself, let alone other people. And in 1987, I married Fred from Mifflin County, who I met in a Christian singles group in Lancaster County. And afterwards, I felt a strong calling from God to be used in ministry and began to seek the Lord for his direction and guidance. In 1998, I started a women's weight loss group in my home. And the Lord gave me a vision of a heart that looked like a puzzle with many pieces. And beside the heart was a bag of presents. God showed me that when I gave those pieces, such as anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, pride, selfishness, jealousies, and so forth, then the blessings would come, and that was peace, and love, and joy, and patience, and goodness, and self-control. You see, God began to show me that my heart was clogged, like a drain that gets clogged in a sink, and I needed his draino of love to penetrate those darkened areas in my heart. The women's group consisted of women of different denominations and backgrounds. And as we talked with one another, we realized we all had low self-esteem. And we didn't like ourselves. As God began to reveal those areas in me, I began to teach those lessons weekly to the other women. And then God began a healing process of my past that has enabled me to teach it out to others. And as I yielded to the Holy Spirit, he placed a message in my heart. He told me it's time to heal the church, to heal the world. And doesn't that sound right where we're at now? There is so much healing that needs to be done in the church. God is causing his church. He's calling us to rise up and learn how to fight the enemy and not fight each other. And see, we began to pray 26 Psalms 26, 2, that says, Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for your love is ever before me, and I walk continually in your truth. So God began to re reveal those areas in my heart that needed healed. So I want you to think about that. That's what this study is about. It's all about the healing of the wounded heart.
As I yielded to the Holy Spirit, he placed a message on my heart. And that is, again, it's time to heal the church. But you see, he needed to touch me for me to get that message out. Because I needed that healing because I had a wounded heart. And in 2001, the Holy Spirit spoke this into my heart. Thank me that you were teaching the battle plan to the promised land. Two months later, I was impressed of the Holy Spirit to begin writing. I had no idea on how to write the battle plan. God reminded me of my flower bed in my backyard that had been overgrown with weeds. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like having to see all my flowers covered with all these weeds. And I sat there and I did what I knew how to do. I was overwhelmed and I sat and I cried. <laughs> and so the Lord began to show me, take a section at a time. Because see, when we're overwhelmed, we need to take that section at a time. Take a step at a time. And sometimes we need to step back and just wait and listen and pray. And so when I focused on the weeds, I felt overwhelmed. But when I focused on what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do, to take a section at a time, he showed me that is exactly what he wanted me to do in writing a section at a time. So one year later, I had my first women's renewal in a Methodist church in Clarion County. Fred and I have four children, and we are grandparents of 12 grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. I was the founder of Promised Land Ministries for 15 years before God called me to be the pastor of the Upper Room Worship Center four years ago. Fred and I live in Belleville, and we have been married almost 33 years, and I have been teaching on how to develop an intimate, personal relationship with the Lord that will bring health, healing, and wholeness to everyone in all walks of life. I am the author of the author of three books. The first two are the Touch Me Study, and there are two books. And this is the first book that was written, if you can see that. And then also later on, God had me write the second book that I did not know was going to become a Bible study. And then I wrote a third book. And it's called Lessons from Danny, and it's about our sweet little mixed Shih Tzu, Danny, and whom we had rescued from the SPCA. And five years later, Danny came to the brink of death, and he lived another six years. So all three books can be purchased at your local bookstore or on Amazon. So I'm going to go over some questions that people have asked me and I was writing as I was writing the book and putting that out for press releases these were questions that they had asked me so first of all how did the book begin well I was given a stunning dream on January 19 2003 I saw many people surrounding each other with great excitement I saw someone holding a book and in my dream, I had the desire, I wanted to see, what are you reading? Who, who wrote that? And someone turned the book around 
and I saw the title was Touch Me, and it's said by Jenny Hagemeyer. I was stunned, but I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, and at four o'clock in the morning, I began to write under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And at the end of 2003, God called me to launch Promised Land Ministries. And I began writing all-day renewals that included drama, teaching, testimonies, and so forth. And as time went on, I began to ask the Lord when I would write more on the book. He told me that I was writing it. And in January 2009, we had a renewal that was scheduled in a church. God had given me the acronym for each letter of the word abundant to teach on. He showed me that in order to have the abundant life that he is calling us to have, you know, we hear that, that God has called us to an abundant life. But how do we get there? Because we look around and we wonder, where is that abundant life? Well, he showed me a bold, undefeated, new, daring, abnormal, non-resistant tapestry. And after this renewal, the Lord showed me that this was the outline for my book. So as I prayed through this tedious process, asking the Lord where each one belonged, he began to show me. I can tell you I had a foot high stacks and stacks and stacks of papers as God, because I printed off everything that I had been writing for the renewals in those six years. And eventually, the manuscript was ready, and the book was published after many months of editing. So, as I was anxiously waiting to receive my first copy of Touch Me, the Lord spoke this into my heart. See, I thought I was done writing. <laughs> God is never done with us. He always has a plan, and he's always way ahead. So I heard him saying, I am calling you to develop a curriculum on healing. Now, we know that a curriculum is a course of study. And I'm like, how am I going to do that? But, again, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to really take notice to that. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I am not a writer. He is a writer. And so, under his spirit, Touch Me, Guide to Healing was published two years later. And this book is a companion to the Touch Me that contains more scriptures, prayers, visions and dreams, and spiritual exercises. Touch Me gives an account of the healing process that God led me through in the midst of pain and sorrow that brought me to develop a personal relationship with him. And the Touch Me Guide to Healing is a companion book that guides you into the healing process that begins and it brings in your heart restoration, in your heart and in your mind. And this study will meet the criteria for Bible study groups, Sunday school classes, prison ministry. I was in prison ministry for five years, personal devotional time, and so forth. So the next question is, what is the purpose of this book? Well. The message again is, it's time to heal the church, to heal the world. I believe the church has been wounded. Many denominations have differences in their doctrines and beliefs, which is bringing much division among God's children. Now, I'm not telling you not to believe what you're believing, 
But I am telling you, don't let it become a division between other denominations or non-denominational. We are all the family of God. We are his children. And churches are being split up because of jealousies, unforgiveness, selfishness, and pride when we're called to be a family of God. And we as Christians look at the big sins, such as murder, theft, and adultery. But what about gossip and unforgiveness and selfishness and pride? Bitterness, resentment. Therefore, many of us do not see the darkness in our heart until we allow the Lord to examine our hearts. Psalms 139.23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart, and try me, and see my anxious thoughts. And see if there's any wicked or hurtful way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. But you see, God already knows our hearts. And he knows what areas need his healing power. <laughs> However, until we allow the Lord to search us, we will continue in our own ways and never be free of Satan's constriction in our hearts and mind. Psalms 133 says, It is good and pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. And it goes further to state that it's like the anointing that drips down Aaron's beard and runs down his cloak. I would say that is pretty powerful when God has that in the scripture, that that is, unity is so powerful. Look at all the disunity that is going on around us right now. It's causing chaos and confusion, and that is not God. The enemy causes that. The Lord has not called us into confusion. He has not called us into division. He has called us into unity. And without an intimate personal relationship with the Lord, we cannot even come close to seeing who we are in the Lord. You see, when we truly grasp who we are in the Lord, we will see truly who he is. Touch Me Study was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that shares my journey to a more intimate relationship with the Lord that brought healing to my heart and my mind. It is a life-giving book that brings encouragement in which I share openly the locked emotions that were imprisoned in my heart. The negative thoughts that I entertained and hurtful words, have hurtful words and negative thoughts. Maybe somebody has spoken those words over you, or maybe you've spoken them about yourself, or you hear the enemy speaking those to you. Those were things that I had to know. I had to see that, and I had to know what to do about it. You see, I share my testimony of how God led me to put the word into action in not only being a hearer of the word, but a doer. God led me into a teaching of what God's desire is of an abundant life and what it represents. So the next question, what audience do you see reading this book? Well, all men and women in all walks of life will benefit from this study. You can purchase this study from your local Christian bookstore or you can order it from Amazon. So what is the book about? 
In January 1983, we discovered that our son had severe scoliosis. June 3rd, on my daughter's 12th birthday, my husband of 15 years called me on the phone and said he was sleeping. Our dog was put to sleep in July, and again, my uncle, whom I love very much, died suddenly in October, all of that year. This began my journey through brokenness that led me to an experience, an intimate personal relationship with God. Because you know what? I began to know him as my father. Not just that he was out there. And you see, I always saw him as a demanding drill sergeant up there keeping a record of all my sins. And he's not. He's not like that. He began to love me in ways that I had never known a love before. And I can tell you this, no one on this earth will love you like your father will. You see, when I experienced the valley of divorce and other valleys in my life, I met him in a personal way. In the beginning of the separation in my first marriage, I came to a point where I was listening to all the negative voices from others and those that were in my own mind. My problems were surmounting with finances, health problems, with my son and emotional and physical abandonment, not only by my husband, but most importantly by God. Because I felt that I had so messed up that God didn't even love me anymore. And I know that there are a lot of people out there. And my heart and God's heart is to reach you. To reach you to know that he loves you. And no matter what you've done or didn't do, he is here for you. And he loves you so much. And that is what he showed me. You see, the enemy was using my mind as bait, and my emotions were taking hold, hook, line, and sinker. I began to entertain all the negative thoughts, such as, you messed up your life. No one likes you. You are such a failure. It's time to end this. No one cares about you, and they won't miss you. Does anybody identify with those were thoughts. And you see, I didn't know how to counteract those thoughts. But this book, this teaching, will show you how to do that. And when God began to teach me how to counteract all that negativity, my life began to change. But Satan was speaking words of death to my mind. And I was too weak to resist them. Finally, the day had come for my quick fix from pain and suffering. I had played it over and over in my mind how I would take my life. However, my God came through for me in the midst of the darkness, and one phone call brought me to my senses and saved my life. The counselor called me and said, Jenny, if you take your life, you're not allowing God to do with this situation what he wants to do. And if there's someone out there listening right now, and you are feeling that you've messed up, nobody cares, I want you to know right now that God cares, and I want you to cry out to him. Do not allow the enemy to have that negativity in your mind, those negative thoughts. It's hard right now for many, many people, and I know that, and I understand that. 
and we don't know what's going to happen from day to day, but we can trust our Father. And once you learn really who He really is and who you are in Him and who He is within you, oh my goodness, it's going to make the biggest difference in your life. You see, He showed me that He was my provider. He's my healer. He's my peace. And He's my joy. And he's the lover of my soul. And then the question was given to me, how did you realize that you had a root of rejection? You see, I always felt that people didn't like me since I didn't like myself. So many people are like me and like I was. So many people don't like themselves. And so I realized that when I would go, I was a Mary Kay consultant. And I would attend the meetings and I would look at the other woman and I would say, oh, we women do that, don't we? <laughs> we would say, oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, she's so attractive. I wish I looked like her. Well, how about when we have dark hair, we went blonde. And when we would have blonde, we went dark hair. You see, I always saw myself as not smart enough, not good enough, and not pretty enough. And I found myself coming home from the meetings week after week in tears, but I didn't know why. So one night I had enough of the tears and I asked God, what's wrong with me? And he told me that I was afraid of being rejected. I knew it was the Lord saying this to me since I had no idea of the rejection. He showed me that if I would give the rejection to him, he would take me to where the rejection began. In other words, he would reveal the root. Now, a root is an underground organ that lacks buds or leaves and usually anchors the plant to the ground. Through a series of events, God showed me where the rejection began and continued to grow throughout the years, which anchored my heart and mind in negative thoughts and emotions about myself and others. And this is all you will see in this book. You will see the part that I have in their own rejection, and you will see how God took me to that root. And as his plan began to unfold to free me from this pain of rejection, he showed me that I was rooted and grounded in fear. And that will be another part that we'll talk about in this study. You see, I was believing Satan's words over God's word. Another question, why do you think you have been given many dreams and visions? There are what we call nuggets, and you will see that in the book. And they represent dreams and visions. And there is scripture to back up those dreams and visions. And I was asked this question one time, why do you think God has given you so many? There's about 80 in, in the book. Why do you think that God has given you so many? And I went to the Lord and I asked him, why have you given me so many of these? And I heard him say to me, I called you to teach. I called you to teach it. And everything that he would give me in dreams and visions, he would confirm it in his scripture, and then I would be able to teach it out. And that's, you know, God uses all different things to get our attention, to uh, come along with whatever calling he has for us, and he had called me to be a teacher. Another question, what is different about your book than 
other books that would cause people to want to purchase it. I believe that many books are written telling us how to do it and what to do, but they've not experienced it. I believe that our experience speak louder than just the teaching and the words. When we go through these dark valleys in our life and we come into the light of God's love, we're able to testify of God's love and stir others to want his love. Question, do you have a leader's guide? I have also written a leader's guide in which you can contact me if you are interested in leading a group. One night in our prayer meeting with the Promised Land Ministries team, 